0: That's a dreadful ball, and Chelsea could be in here with Goff, who goes for goal and scores. Finds the back of the net. all right What a goal! Inspiration for Arsenal. From Thierry Henri. Lovely cushion header.
1: Oh, but a What
0: a head! The Ghost Goal Podcast. Premier League returns from 2019's first international break with a huge top six clash at Anfield. As Liverpool host Tottenham on a weekend where fellow title foes Manchester City face virtually relegated Fulham. Meanwhile, Manchester United will host Watford, Chelsea will travel to Cardiff, and Arsenal host Newcastle to round out the top six action. I'm Alex, here with Javier, we're back from our little international break that uh, we also decided to take. Javier, how you doing man?
1: Doing pretty well. It was uh, too long of an international break. It feels like it's been a month since we last had private football. So I'm
0: just dying for A these. month? You're going to go with a month?
1: Yeah, also, it's we have, I think, six out of the next seven days of football. It, starting 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 Saturday. It, oh, no, Friday. It goes Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. Well, the, there's no there's game no on Premier Thursday. League.
0: There's no Premier League this Friday. Not this Friday. we're about to talk but about. But there's German but there, and there, Italian. There's German League. Well, no, French. They're in France, if you're interested on Friday, there's uh, Rennes and Lyon in Ligue 1. There's also, in Germany, Borussia uh, no, it's uh, Hoffenheim and Bayer Leverkusen. They always have Friday. good games.
1: Yeah, they're, they're like saving yeah, the, good games to put on those days. Nice
0: little appetizers for you before the Premier League action that we're going to talk about. And uh, then Javier, we have did games. the move go? Did the move go well? Personal stuff, real quick. Move went smooth.
1: Oh yes, move, all moved in. Move went very smooth. Uh, moved we didn't in. mention it on
0: a previous podcast. We were just talking about it earlier today. So
1: yeah, it, no, it all was, smooth, uh, all everything's settled good. in, and yeah, you know, doing the first pot at the uh, the new place. So.
0: Wi Fi is good, you know. No be any inter- let's see, interruptions. let see how tonight. this
1: pod goes. Yeah, we'll
0: see how it holds up. Um, okay, let's get started. Bright and early, just how we like to start the pod. Saturday morning, eight thirty a.m. Fulham will host Manchester City. Uh, this is not a game anyone expects to be competitive, despite Fulham's uh, impressive display at home against Liverpool before the international break, where they uh, lost two one in the last fifteen minutes from a terrible Sergio Rico penalty that was given away. Uh Delhurst, Manchester City, I, as confident as we all were that Liverpool were going to uh, blow Fulham out, I'm just as confident this week. And I'm not even worried about the fact that Fulham just put up a good performance against Liverpool. Like, does that affect you at all in your decision making for this, uh, this prediction?
1: I thought about it at first, like thinking, oh, they're going to put up a fight in this. But honestly, no. I think that City have too much quality. I think they have too much to play for in this. And... I'm pretty sure Fulham not really still having a manager, you know Scott Parker. Scott
0: Parker. They they they, they said he's going to be the manager until the end of the season, yeah. And possibly after just, that.
1: I don't know. I'm not. I'm I'm not convinced that they can uh, they can pull off an escape here. They they'd have to win like six out of their last that, eight games. That's
0: not, that's not the question. The question is like, do they put up enough of a fight this weekend against Manchester City to like maybe get a draw?
1: No, not even close.
0: Because even if they got a draw against Manchester I don't even City, think like, they, still, I have, I have they them, still wouldn't get. Yeah, I have uh, City winning avoid four relegation. No. Yeah, okay. I mean, I, I have them winning three now. I'm just throwing the question out there because I, I think we talked about something similar with Liverpool where we said, is there any chance that Liverpool have a Champions League hangover? I asked that question. We both came to the conclusion that no, they would not, and then they... Very clearly did. So I think it's a question that has to be entertained for any high stakes game in the Premier League these days. I mean, I'm I'm sticking with three 0 myself. Andrew has three one Manchester City surprisingly realistic for Andrew. You would think he might go like one one or two one Manchester City, but uh, no, he, he I I think he understands that while Fulham still hang on to a shred of hope, Manchester City will not allow any of that to uh, really come to fruition. Uh, what are you switching or not?
1: No, no, we we put five past them.
0: Uh, okay. so I, Yeah, I, but that City was. That are, was like scoring four. That was November. Come on. We've Come done. On. We this did it twice. Title we did it twice. Oh yeah, you're right. So
1: uh, <laughs> I we did it home in a way. So I'm pretty sure City can do it too.
0: Okay, uh, let's move on to a couple of the uh, three p.m. games in England uh, because of the time difference. When they used to be 10 a.m. games, they are now 11 a.m. games. Uh, Here in the states, but uh, first off, Brighton will host Southampton Saturday at 11 a.m. Andrew's got a 1-1 draw. I've got a 2-2 draw, and uh, Javier's got a 1-0 Brighton win. Uh, We we don't, you don't see Southampton launching a uh, serious threat to Brighton since they're uh, still in a relegation battle.
1: I think Brighton are still in a relegation battle too, and for this game, they'll be looking at it, you know, as the game left on their fixture schedule that they must win. There are. They won't be getting many more points after this. They have a lot of hard games, so I think that they're going to look at this game and say, you know, we got to win this. And and their home form's been what, you know, kept them out last year, and it's when it's going to be what keeps them up this year. So I I, I do like that uh, that sneaky one nil they that they uh, so often
0: get at home. Okay. Uh. Burnley are going to host Wolves Saturday at 11 a.m. Andrew's got a 1-0 win for Wolves. I'm going with a 1-1 draw. And uh, Javier, you've got a 2-1 win for Burnley at home. Kind of surprising. Yeah, I
1: feel like i got to explain that one a little too. I kind of feel like with Burnley and with Burnley style matches up well against Wolves purely because I think I've said this on the pod before. I think Wolves kind of play to the level of their opposition. I think when they're playing against a really good team, you know, they try and pass to the back really well and keep a really organized game but when they play against uh so-called you know maybe lesser opposition teams that huff the ball down the field a lot it seems like sometimes they struggle and their game breaks down and they they almost feel like oh we we should easily win this and they've like rush their play and you know it 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 doesn't feel like they play as crisp and as sharp when they play against you know teams that aren't as good on the ball so I don't know, and well, I think Burnley—they're
0: the better team. Burnley are, are going to be a, the
1: most desperate team in this relegation battle. Like they cannot get relegated; they were in Europa. They're back. They've been slugged, dragged back and in, down into it, and they have to win this game. They're another yeah. team where,
0: yeah, I mean it's a home. They, they have don't have a it. lot
1: of p- points either that they're going to be able to get. You know, so this is the game they're going—they're going to look at and say, maybe we can do this. You know.
0: I mean, I will say the game that I'm sure Sean Deitch will point his players towards uh, of late that uh, Wolves have played was, I, I think Wolves' last loss was to uh, Huddersfield away in the league. It was Jan Sievert's first win. It came in like the 88th or 89th minute. I, I mean, Huddersfield were the second best team that day. Wolves controlled the game, controlled the possession. It was kind of similar to like a, the Chelsea Wolves game that was played a couple of weeks ago. Um yeah, I, I mean, I agree with you to an extent. I still think Wolves have the potential to grow into a team that can both play on the defensive against the better teams and be the aggressor against lesser opposition. They obviously have tons of talent. They just need to kind of grow into that uh, that next step in their evolution. Uh, but yeah, it might it might come back to haunt them. I'm I'm, I'm not completely. Uh, confident in my uh, 1-1 draw I mean I I could go either way I could go with a Wolves win I could go with a Burnley win but I'm going to stick with a 1-1 draw for now Andrew again has a 1-0 win for Wolves and Javier like you said you have 2-1 Burnley so Crystal Palace will host Huddersfield Saturday at 11 a.m. Andrew's got a 2-0 win for Crystal Palace I've got a 2-1 win for Crystal Palace and Javier you've got 3-1 are we all that out on Huddersfield or is your result like a, a close three one like mine is like a close two one? Like I, I think Crystal Palace will kinda of struggle with this one, but they'll eventually get over the line.
1: No, I think that this new front line Crystal Palace have will uh pretty easily dispatch this Huddersfield side that um look mm. to have pretty much given up, so I don't know. I uh You
0: think so? Yeah. I mean, you, you think you think the Burnley game was giving up? They were up, they were up like three one. The West Ham game, yeah. I mean, yeah. Sorry, I the mean, West Ham. Yeah, I think yeah, that's West just Ham like game, such sorry. a
1: crushing thing to happen to you. Yeah, you, I, you that's go either it. way with it. I They're guess. Dead. Like that killed them. They looked like they were so happy thinking they were finally going to get an away win, and it all came back. You know, they didn't even get a point. So. Uh, I think yeah. they're gonna, to, they're gonna-
0: to not to not score three goals in a game all season, and then the first time you do it, you lose four three. That's that's uh, that's kind of, <laughs> it's kind of depressing <laughs> for a team. So yeah, I, I can see what you mean. Uh, I'm gonna stick with my two one. I think it'll be a little bit closer than what you and Andrew have. But uh, let's move on to Leicester and Bournemouth. I think probably the more next to West Ham and Everton, it's one of the more interesting mid table clashes this weekend. Uh, it's going to be Saturday at 11 a.m. also. And you just got a 2-0 win for Leicester. I've got a 2-2 draw. And Javier, you agree with me, 2-2. Uh, do you want to talk about this one or uh, just move right on to United?
1: Just mentioning that Bournemouth have most of their players back. I think Brooks, Wilson, and King. like those King's three, never been gone. I know, he's I know he's been never been there. gone. But when those three play together...
0: Frazier, you're talking they, about. Frazier's Frazier. back.
1: Yeah, all of those four, really. Those four front four, when they can play together... Um, Bournemouth have looked really scary. So, you know, Bournemouth have not been good on the road at all. So I do understand why Andrew's uh, picking Leicester to win. But um, I think having all those players back and, you know, they've all been in training this last like week and a half, that none of them were really called up for international break. So I'm sure, um, I think Frazier did. I'm sure a few of their players did, but.
0: I don't think, no, I didn't see Frazier in the Kazakhstan lineup or uh, for Scotland or. That was one thing I was thinking as you were talking there. I was, I was thinking, well, I haven't seen Frazier in any of the Scotland teams recently. Maybe he's got like a recurring injury or something. You never know with him. He's pretty frequently injured. Yeah, so, I mean, but I just think um, that hard uh, to say.
1: I just think that having that group of players together also, Eddie House always seems to like turn on, turn it on at the end of the season, like the last few games. His team yeah, he's like going to get him like
0: one last push right. to like seal uh, safety basically. Yeah.
1: Definitely. So, um- and
0: they're right around that 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 forty point mark, where if they win like a game or two more in the last eight, like they're fine. They'll be fine, um, especially with how bad Fulham of and Cardiff have been this season. So, uh, yeah, that, I mean, it's a really interesting one. But uh, I'm pretty sure we will all be transfixed to our TVs for United and Watford. That will be also at 11 a.m. The last of the 11 a.m. slate. United hosting Watford after a. Uh, I would say, a frustrating last couple of weeks. They obviously got the big wins against Chelsea and PSG in the FA Cup and Champions League to help them progress in those competitions. Uh, They'll face a uh, quarterfinal in the Champions League with Barcelona coming up pretty soon. You will hear a Champions League preview pod in the next couple of weeks from us before those kick off in mid-April. So uh, keep an eye out for that. But uh, right now, they're hosting Watford. They're coming off a loss to Arsenal in the Premier League. They've got a tough game ahead of them. I know Watford are mid-table. We talk about the kind of bipolar disorder that some of these mid-table teams face uh, when it comes down to the end of the season where, you know, realistically, uh, it's not the panic of a relegation battle. It's not the promise of the title or top four that they're playing for. They're just kind of jockeying for position that, like – you know, you'd like to say means a lot with the rest of these mid-table teams, but, you know, what do you really get if you finish in seventh instead of eighth? You know? So I I kind of struggle with these teams like Watford and, you know, predicting Leicester, like and Bournemouth and West Ham and Everton coming down to the end of the season. Because I think United have such a difficult schedule compared to the rest of their top six rivals, the rivals for the top four that they have. I think they're looking at these every game, basically, with Watford as a must-win, a huge, almost cup-level, cup-final-level type uh, fixture for them. That it's just going to mean more to Manchester United at home in front of their home fans than it is to Watford. I have United winning 3-1. Andrew's got United winning 2-1. Javier, how do you see this one going?
1: Yeah, me too. I I also have a 2-1-1 for United. Um, They've been pretty awesome at home. They did lose that one game to PSG at home, but... They turned that result around. So at home, you can almost say that they've been impeccable. Um, You know, like obviously there was a two-leg fixture, so...
0: Yeah, they just lost the first half. Yeah,
1: they just lost the (laughs) first half. They were just 2-0 down
0: at halftime. Right. No, no, actually, actually. I mean, so I... I, I, Realistically.
1: It really really shows that that that's a really strong team. And at the same time, um, you could really see against Arsenal that you know if a couple of chances in that first half uh, had actually been put away, that... They could have been up a couple goals, and the game could have been
0: completely different. So, I mean, even a draw there would yeah, not even a draw. A terrible but, result. That would have been a promising result for United. But I think you know, with that in
1: mind, I think that these teams, um, like Watford, Everton, you know, Burnley, all of those teams that you were talking about, ever, you know, that, that could that might be able to get a result against a team randomly away from home, or sorry, at home. Usually, away from home, I think it's a lot harder. Um, and I think that this this United side is is got more attacking talent than probably next to Manchester City, the most attacking depth. And yeah, they're gonna. I think it's gonna be too much for Watford to handle. So I have got two one United.
0: Well, we'll see who plays. Uh, there's still uh, semi doubts for Marcus Rashford and uh, Anthony Martial. Uh, they obviously still have players like you said beyond that. But Alexis Sanchez is probably to be out until. The last couple weeks of the season, not that he was a huge bonus when he was playing, but, uh, you know, that's another player that they would probably be trying to make work right now. So we'll see how they do against Watford. I I mean, I know I'm going to watch that one. That's going to be a very interesting game. Uh, Let's jump to the last game of Saturday. West Ham will host Everton Saturday at 1.30 p.m. here in the States. I like that they put this one as the, I don't know, so-called like marquee game of the Saturday. You know, if if you throw West Ham Everton on at eight thirty a.m. where Man City and Fulham are right now, how many people wake up for that? Probably not that many. But if there's a bunch of people watching Premier League already, and then they see West Ham Everton coming on up next around lunchtime, I mean, a lot of people are sticking around and they're saying, okay, that's an interesting game. West Ham, uh, like, have gotten a couple of that just came off of a really exciting four three result with uh, Huddersfield a couple of weeks ago. Uh, maybe they would have hoped that that was uh, they a finally got for the West scheduling Ham. right this week. Yeah, no, I mean, we're, there are no complaints. Maybe Arsenal on Monday night you're not too happy with, but, you know. Yeah, I'm okay with it. They're allowed one not-so-terrible mix-up. But West Ham-Everton. Andrew's got 2-1 West Ham. I've got 3-2 West Ham, continuing the trend of uh, high-scoring mid-table clashes at the London Stadium. I've noticed that with West Ham. Uh, against the big teams, they either get blown out at home, or they keep it really tight, and they either draw or they barely win. But uh, the rest of the league, these games are pretty high-scoring. You know, I mean, I I can point to the Huddersfield-West Ham game a couple weeks ago before the international break, 4-3, the first time Huddersfield have scored three goals in a game this season. I feel like this one's going to be high-scoring. How do you see it going?
1: I think it's going to be the opposite. I think that it's going to be 1-1, and I think it's going to be low-scoring purely because we're coming off on an international break. And a lot of these players are an international broody, both West Ham and Everton's players. Um, and I think so. Yeah, I guess Chicharito. OK,
0: and, I can think of a couple.
1: And not only that, but I, I think that after conceding three goals to Huddersfield, you're going to want to, you know, shut up shop and make sure that, you know, you, you keep that defensive identity. Everton are coming off a really good result against Chelsea, you know, winning 2-0, keeping a clean sheet. So I, I I don't think that they're going to go into this game naively, and I think that they're going to try and come into it defensively, saying a team that just scored four goals and was able to turn around you know, a two-goal deficit. So again, I think it's going to be caution from both sides, and, and because of the international break, yeah, I don't think it's going to be high-scoring at all.
0: Okay, we'll see how it uh, shapes up. One of us will be right. One of us will be wrong. It's probably going to be you. Uh, it's going to be wrong, uh, but we'll see. Uh, Sunday, 9 a.m. I'm top of the score prediction table, so I don't know if you can say that. Uh, yeah, well, I'm I'm hanging right in there, Javier. I'm uh, I'm coming for you. That's all I can say. And I'll win the Champions League one. All I have to do is just predict the exact same things as you, and I win the Champions League one since I'm one point ahead. So, uh, yeah, I'll win that at least. But the uh, Sunday slate will start off with Cardiff hosting Chelsea. We know
1: you can't do that. You'll never agree the, with
0: uh, that. No, we'll leave Champions League for a week or two, Javier. We'll come back to it. We'll, uh, we'll discuss this when, uh, when when the picks are up and it's time to make our predictions. But right now, let's focus on the incredibly competitive Cardiff game uh, hosting Chelsea. Uh, Andrew's got a 2-1 win for Chelsea. You've got a 3-1 win for Chelsea. And I've got 3-0 Chelsea. I think Chelsea come back with their first clean sheet for a little bit here i think the last one i can remember was huddersfield at home uh we haven't had too many premier league clean sheets of late so uh a clean sheet here and a couple of goals would be huge i think it's an optimistic result to pick 3-0 especially with how chelsea have struggled of late but i think the uh lack of first team players going away on international break is uh is going to be beneficial to us uh you know david louise espelicueta uh, Gonzalo Higuain, Pedro uh, there's, there's a bunch of players that didn't go away For the inter- international break and, um, and even the ones that did Were only a short flight away in Europe For the majority of that We didn't have too many players traveling to China for Like for the Uruguayan national team did Or back to America Or anything like that we're, we're, we're pretty well set up to recover easily From an international break And players playing for France and Belgium And Spain and teams like that and we'll be fine. Cardiff don't have Sol Bamba. I I think he's the rock that their whole defense was built on. I, I respect Neil Etheridge, but unless it's a penalty, I'm uh, I'm taking the Chelsea players to uh, to best him even at Cardiff. So I'm gonna say three 0 Chelsea. Are you are you super confident Cardiff are scoring at home? Uh, kind of just because
1: they've given almost every side a run for their money, you know, at their place. So. I think they're gonna, you know, they're gonna make all the noise possible and and, <laughs> it and share four nil on. to Man
0: City. Come on.
1: <laughs> okay, but that's Manchester City. Every other team that they've that's gone there's, you know, has not had a easy time. United. Them, so.
0: United. Most Taunt of the time. Nine.
1: Most of the time.
0: Come on. I don't Be know. realistic here. I mean, it's I think like you guys Cardiff are to by big two teams goals at home, but literally, I, I still you think they're gonna are score the on only you. team that struggled at Cardiff this season. That's it's just you. That's why you're saying that there's others uh, every every no we, which other team is struggled at cardiff like the, the top 6 no, none of them liverpool haven't played there yet uh united beat them 5-1 city beat them 4-0 or 5-0 uh and tottenham beat them 3-0 or 2-0 something like that like we're we're going to go there and we're going to beat them 2 or 3-0 i'm saying 3-0 because i'm confident that our players will take this as an opportunity to try and like push ourselves back on the right track and gain some momentum going into a much more difficult last like seven or eight Premier League games and a Europa League run. So anytime we come up against opposition like Huddersfield or Cardiff, I'm sure our players are going to be 100% focused on beating them by a good number of goals. I'm just going to be really honest with you. So uh, I'm not as confident in the clean sheet, but I'm going to predict it anyway. Uh, let's move on. Liverpool and Tottenham Sunday at 1130 a.m., Andrew's got a 2-0 win for Liverpool, the home clean sheet. I appreciate the optimism. I mean, it could happen. Uh, I'm going to say 1-1. And uh, Javier, what do you have? I have a 2-1 win for Liverpool.
1: I think Tottenham's away. Woes continue.
0: I'm citing the international break as a uh, a barrier between like periods of the season. I don't know. I've just seen it so many times where a team specifically like relegation candidates, teams like floating around the bottom of the table have just been playing terribly. And then they've gone on an international break and they've come back. And the first game that they've played after international break has been against Chelsea. And they've just decided, they've just been amazing. It's like galvanized them. They've had like, some of their players have been busy with their national teams, but the others have been at home in the training uh, center, working on tactics, working on their fitness, like staying rested, but still in shape. I think Tottenham used the break to kind of, you know, hit restart in the season. I don't necessarily think they're going to come out at Anfield and have like an amazing performance, but I think uh, this season overall, the bounces have been kind of been going in Tottenham's way in games where like things have just kind of in general been going their way. Maybe not of late, but I think just like they did at home against Arsenal a couple of weeks ago, where they probably should have lost the game <laughs> based off decisions. I think they frustrate Liverpool at Anfield. They they approach it very defensively, but very press oriented to frustrate Liverpool. And I think they get I think they get the draw. You know, we saw them draw two two there last season, uh when they didn't necessarily deserve to. Um I think Tottenham have a similar will uh this what, season. What about Sadio Yeah. He scored he'll probably again, score. he scored he'll probably again
1: scored. over the international break. Yeah, okay, in, he just wait no, to wait Who is he yeah. playing? Is he playing, is he playing against Madagascar? No,
0: Who is he playing against? He was
1: playing against some good team. His team was losing. And he just picked up the ball from like the middle of the field. It was like the 89th minute. And he was just like, I'm fucking dope as shit. I'm Mane. I've scored a million goals this year, and he just scored oh, is that again. What he was thinking, he himself? just dribbled through the whole team and scored. And then it, it, it looked like it was look, he's gonna score again. And Salah's probably gonna score too. So Tom won scoring one. more than one goal. Okay, so, maybe not. That's I mean, why I have two. I had two, two before I, think I settled Harry Kane on one. Scores. One. scores. Also, Hyungmin's son. I mean, he did score for Korea. He may be back.
0: He Are looked, you basing he all of your good. predictions off of who played well over the international break? Because
1: no, no, I don't, I don't think but, that's
0: sound reasoning.
1: No, no, it's not. But I think that it, it something like a, a goal or two in an international break can spark a player who hasn't been playing well. Back into form, if
0: if that's what they yeah. Needed, but we've said know. that for at least ten players on this podcast. <laughs> like on this episode, we have been like, Who yeah, you know, scored. Eden Hazard's been playing well over the, over the international Just Eden, break. yeah.
1: I mean, Eden played well over the international, but he was he wasn't scoring before that.
0: You know, yes, so really for Crystal easy, uh, Palace. You know, you know, it, I didn't,
1: I didn't, we didn't mention we, we, didn't, we
0: didn't mention him, but we, we would have said that if he, we did bring him up. I'm just, I'm just saying it could be said for a lot of players who are just kind of in but general and is a good in good a good form. form. Raheem Sterling's yeah, no, 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 in good form. I
1: mean, yeah. it's, it's, it's a very good indicator if you're scoring for your national team that you're probably going to okay, score I mean, for your club
0: no team. No one is going to disagree with you, Javier, that Sadio Mane is one of the most informed players in the world right now. He's playing out of his mind in 2019. It's like, No one can deny that. I, I, I think he probably scores. I, I also think, I just Tottenham think Tottenham's fullbacks garbage. Either. Like yeah, Trippier and right like now. Davis and... They try to make up for it with the three at the back, but it's not like... Like, now now like like how are they and going to be H- hard? Salah mistakes? and
1: and and Mane for ninety minutes? And also, Firmino's playing well. I mean, he's he seems to be scoring goals again, getting assists, and I don't know. It seems like Liverpool's attacks coming back. Obviously, Salah. I've been I've been critical of him in the last few weeks, and he still hasn't gotten on the goal sheet. Goals sheet. He, he's trying too hard right now, and that seems to be holding the team back. But Mane yeah. keeps putting the team on his back, and and. I don't know. I don't it, it seems like at some point that the the dam has to burst for Sala, right? He can't he can't keep not scoring. So just just give him a well, give him the I, next penalty, guys. Come on, give him a penalty. I don't like, think the, the dam bursting is Milner, going to happen against Taunton, not it's on the field somewhere and, then, else. and
0: then get a get a penalty. Yeah, well, Firmino might take it then. You never know. Oh. Um <laughs> or Mane. I mean Mane right. with the form he's in would probably deserve it. He would probably be the most confident player to go up and take it. I know it. Mane would give it to Sala. I wouldn't blame him for that. Yeah, maybe. Uh, I mean, I don't think personal a good guy. vendettas are, a good guy. I, I don't think personal scoring records necessarily matter right now. I think just getting the result does. So I, I think whatever Klopp decides to do will just be taken as as gospel by the players. I, I doubt even Salah would like wrestle the ball away from Mane if there was a pivotal penalty in this kind of game. And uh, Klopp decided Mane should take it. So um, I'm sticking with 1-1. I don't kind of shot in the dark at this point I can see the reasoning why everyone thinks Liverpool are going to win Liverpool usually win at home they have a great home record for the last year plus so it's uh, it's sound reasoning to suggest that Liverpool win at home but once again Andrew's got 2-0 Liverpool I've got 1-1 and Javier's got a 2-1 Liverpool win so the last game of this game week will be Monday at 3pm 8pm in England Arsenal will host Newcastle at the Emirates Andrew's got a 2 1 win for Arsenal. I've got a 3 1 win for Arsenal. Javier. 2 0. No worries, even with Newcastle surging late in the season, sealing their Premier League status, just like they did last season around yeah, the same time.
1: Definitely not worried. We always you know beat no one one draw fears, they don't nothing have like that. Tioté, he's dead. Like, what? Oh, too soon, maybe? Or <laughs> was that inappropriate? Woo. <laughs> from the top rope jesus yeah i still wow. remember that goal i'm i'm still a little bit salty at that. i can't believe we were up 4-0 and he equalized
0: jesus the rest, dead. In peace, rest, God, in peace, rest in peace rest in peace TLT. rest you must be confident this is
1: we're definitely well, the beating arsenal them
0: de- the arsenal delusion but, has reached a new level where you're mocking the dead that's oh i i'm so happy you did that javier because that definitely you know what I'm switching my result. I'm switching to 1-1. One, one. Arsenal 1, Newcastle 1. There's no you guys, way you
1: think that's going You good guys action. are slipping oh up. Oh, my
0: God. You're slipping up on the Monday night. Javier <laughs> mocked the dead on a podcast. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, no, I mean, you just sold it for me. That's the easiest prediction I'll make all season. Uh, all season. Yeah, I mean. Yeah, well, thanks. I'll just take a. I'll just take a further lead in the
1: uh, prediction table when we win. Tonight. Sure. Okay. <laughs> I'm willing to take that because risk is, uh, because you know, the Obama payoff. Yang, because be and all the payoff will be are, uh... so much sweeter. <laughs> hey, it's a... it's interesting though. We did go to Dubai for uh, for like hot weather training. So, I don't know if that's a good or a bad thing. But when teams have gone and done that so far this season, I feel like they haven't come back well.
0: I thought you were going to try and twist it in like a positive light and be like, you know, when teams have gone away in international breaks, they uh, usually come back really on form. I was going to be like, really? Please state your case. <laughs> but uh, no, I have no idea. Do you, do you really think so? I thought Liverpool have gone away to Spain a couple times this season when they've been off, when other teams have been playing the I think FA Cup. Burnley
1: went to Dubai. So did City. Uh, what a are Burnley team- doing in Dubai? <laughs> I don't know, but again, like <laughs> are Berlin rocking
0: weather... up to like clubs in Dubai and saying the warm weather training like, is like up? I
1: guess a, a thing.
0: Yeah, but you can get warm weather training in like you know North Africa or the south of Italy or France or Spain. You know, like why why go to Dubai? You know, I mean, I think they have really yeah, nice I, facilities. I get it; rich people go to Dubai, and it's probably more fun than when the rest of us go to Dubai. <laughs> but, um, uh, the question still remains: if you want hot weather, just go a little further south in Europe. So you're stating Arsenal's uh trip away to Dubai as a possible reason why they might slip up. I mean, you seem pretty confident. You say they're going to win 2-0. No,
1: I mean I, I I look, if this was the old Arsenal, I might think that there's a it chance. We, we've be. been so good at home. Like Arsenal have been we've been monstrous at home. You know? I mean, outside of that blimp to Manchester City at the beginning of the season. That what? Blimp? Was there a large blip. flotation
0: device? Blip. A, oh, blip, blip. Alex. Okay. Oh, yeah. Oh, I always You're right. say blip. Blip. sorry. I think I say that like. Was there seven or a large flotation times? device floating yeah. above <laughs> the, the Emirates blip. the night that you guys lost to West to Van City? <laughs> 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 oh no, a blip. Oh, okay, no. yeah, no, no, no. I understand. I understand. Oh god,
1: that word is really hard. Like the English language has so many words like that that are like so similar, and it's. Do you know what I mean? Like, there's so many words that are like there and there, you know, two and two. <laughs> I mean, come on! Like, how are you supposed to know? How are you supposed to know the the exact use of those words honestly, every single time? It's so hard.
0: Honestly, I will completely give anyone a pass that grew up in a household that mostly spoke Spanish. Like, I completely understand. <laughs> I yeah, it's it's, it's, it's like, kind of hard understand. for me sometimes. Like, yeah, I mean, because my first mean, language was Spanish. Meanwhile, but. in my house, I'm getting criticized over saying. Uh, Overseeing the most minor grammatical or punctual errors, so you know I'm uh yeah yeah I've been I've been grilled by grammar nazis my whole life. So um, let's wrap back around to Arsenal Newcastle. I know you're playing it off as an easy Arsenal win. It probably is. I completely understand. anyone what I'm saying say we Arsenal haven't lost at home since against that Newcastle.
1: Manchester City game.
0: I don't think you're going to lose. I think you're just going to play like crap and only draw, just like you did against Wolves. Okay. Well, you know, our draws surging have only been against Newcastle. You know, afraid of a surging Newcastle? Rafa Benitez, you know, uh he, he's he's frustrated you before in the past. Why not why not now? Why not now to really push Newcastle on towards uh, safety?
1: I don't know. I just uh Newcastle like Fulham, they're one of those teams that I always feel like we have in the bag, like the players know
0: how to win, beat that team. And they're not a bogey team. I will agree with you. Even yeah, though you just, did lose at Newcastle last season, um, this is obviously a very different game, but you know, just saying That you was also to them. they've also beaten Manchester city this season at home. Yeah. Uh, that's kind know. of crazy. That is crazy. So they're well, not, done. they're not to be completely dismissed. They're not Huddersfield, you know, they're not, they're not, you know, they're not like the worst of the worst. They, I think, they're still capable on their day if they get their game plan right and things go just right for them. I think they're still capable of coming out with a positive result in uh, relative to them against Arsenal. Um, yeah, but like
1: Ozil and Mikatarian, they've just been playing so well. Well, let's use the transitive Lacazette, property of the international Obama break
0: with uh Salomon Rondon, Javier. He just scored a blinder against uh, Argentina. Yeah, I'm a little scared. Yeah, he's of him. playing well. He's been no, he is. scoring goals in the I'm Premier very, League. I'm he's scared been playing of him.
1: very well. I am definitely and Mike Ashley apparently does not want to buy him at the end of the
0: season. Oh, what an asshole. What right. an absolute asshole.
1: He's like, uh, oh, let's get Dwight Gale back, guys. <laughs>
0: uh He's making plans to sell them and put them back down to the championship, I guess, because Dwight Gale is a championship striker. Um, I have nothing else to add on the Arsenal. Are you really League gonna Castle stick game.
1: with that one one?
0: Yeah. Arsenal slipping up this weekend. You wow. invoked the the dead in Cheek Teote. I hope that Isaac Hayden, I mean, former Arsenal youth player, Javier, Javier. I hope former the, Arsenal youth player look, Isaac Hayden. Pops up with a thirty-yard screamer in the ninetieth minute when you're up one-nil, and he just puts both ears, cups both ears, or hands to his ears, and just looks at you like, "Yeah, what up?"
1: Thankfully, you one we one. are
0: never up one-nil
1: in the ninetieth minute. We uh, we either are up two goals, or uh, we're frantically trying to come back. And uh, <laughs> most of the time, we're up two or three goals by that point. So yep, we have well, yet to have uh, edgy games like that this year, especially at home.
0: All right. well I'm excited to see how this one plays out I will uh I, I will definitely tune into this one while uh, or try to tune in at Can work you tell them
1: I'm confident we're gonna make top
0: four well yeah you you mocked the dead so yeah you must be pretty confident but what you call confidence I call there's, solution there's... in an Arsenal fan um so uh I I mean it's... it's pretty well recorded on this podcast at this point you guys are going to choke you're going to fall apart chelsea and uh tottenham will get those last two champions this is alex's is a delusion and, and uh manchester united and arsenal on to will be the outside of the top four by the end of the season you've heard it here first on the ghost cold podcast javier thank you for being with us this week uh looking forward to the games this weekend uh there's plenty of other uh great games in other leagues this weekend uh Keep an eye out on Sunday, or I think Saturday, seven a.m. for uh, Rangers Celtic. Javier, are you going to watch Rangers Celtic at seven a.m.? No, uh, maybe if Brendan Rodgers is still there, I might. I might want. No, watch he's not, it, Javier. But... We've established this. He's been at Leicester for like three weeks. Right,
1: but so no, it's no probably not back. interesting
0: enough to watch. Okay, well, I, I'll keep it on my laptop uh, while I'm watching Man City Fulham, and uh, I'll report back. It's always a fun game to watch, even if the, uh, the competition isn't necessarily as uh, tight as the Premier League. That's all the time we have for the Ghost Call podcast. Thanks again to Javier. Make sure to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast on iTunes. Uh, ratings and reviews boost our exposure and help new listeners find the podcast. Looking forward to the games this weekend, and uh, until next time, Bye.